Hi, and welcome to episode 10 of the Saxophone Academy podcast. I'm Dr. Wally Wallace, and on this episode, I chat with my co-host, Dr. Susan Fancher, about articulation and how to make yours faster, much faster. We review a new CD by Alexa Tarantino. We talk about some cool new products, including one that glows in the dark. And in the mailbag section, we answer some of your questions. And if you have a question for the podcast, please do reach out. Email me, wally at gatecitysax.com. I've been as a kid. I haven't been since I moved to North Carolina. What a funny story. So I was in um, Dollywood, and she looked at my shirt. She's like, are you a pilot? And I was like, why would I be a pilot? Oh, because there's the North Carolina. Because there's the first in flight airplane. And she's like, or do you just like airplanes? And I was like, I what? Who doesn't like airplanes? Everyone likes airplanes. Like, well, well, no, actually, most, there's people with, with yeah. horrible phobias. Yeah, okay. But airplanes help you get you where you want to go. Yes. Sue. Wally, it's, it's been a while. Summer. It's been it's, it's happy been too summer. Long. Yeah, we've been juggling schedules. Dear listener, Woo. we will be back more on track. My apologies. Um, <laughs> it's all good. We've had graduations and I know. and um, so if there's any parents stuff, any parents listening, uh, how do you do it? Let me know. Yeah, right. And Sue, you're supposed to be telling me how to get all this done because your kids are out of school. There's graduation uh, ceremonies. Well, you know now it's it's funny because summer is a slower time. For me, anyway, in terms of gigs, because my gigs are usually during the academic year, yeah, or most of them. Sometimes I get some summer gigs, and you know, I don't teach as much in the summer, just occasional mm-hmm. lessons. So you'd think I'd have all this time, but the thing is that you know, my daughter's out of school, so of course I want to spend some time hanging out with her. Oh, I know, right? I know. This is so she's going to be a junior. Ne- oh, I know. No. She's going to be a junior next year. She's a rising junior, as they say here. You know, we'll we'll get the saxophone stuff soon, but I I did read. Um, I'd call it a meme, but it was sincere. But I read it. Yeah. Not happily, but I read it. Okay. And it was saying, <laughs> you have 18 summers with your kids. Yikes. This is one of them. Yeah. And I thought, that's amazing. It and puts a lot of pressure on it. I you immediately like, started yeah. calling babysitters. Yeah. <laughs> so I could practice. <laughs> so you could practice. What's what? new? What you've been what working on? Oh, my goodness. Well, what's new? Let's see. I have been spending some time brainstorming repertoire for next year and sort of coming up with some old friends I want to play again, like Dorothy Chang's piece, New oh, Stories, yeah. and trying to come up with some new pieces. So uh, Inara Zanmana, my, my wonderful pianist friend, uh, told me about a piece by Graham Fitkin called Gate, which oh, I listened to. It's soprano sax and piano. It's that. very cool. It is very cool. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to play that and just kind of brainstorming repertoire because I want to do a couple of recitals next year. Nice. So Mark Engerbretson wrote a piece for alto saxophone, cello, and piano called Hockney. Hockney. Named after David Hockney. The artist. Oh, I was like Hockney. Yeah. I know what a hocket is. Hockett, I know what a Cockney accent yes. is. I was thinking it was a Hockney recited <laughs> in a Cockney accent. Hockney. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I'm going to play that on the resettle. So anyway, summer is a good time to brainstorm projects and yeah. look into new repertoire, and uh, just kind of get stuff done around the house that you don't have time yeah, to do during the No, year. our toilet is um, <laughs> scream, it makes a screaming noise. It sings. Oh dear, that's when, bad in the middle of the but, night. But when you run water in another part of the house and so oh. like you'll turn on the sink downstairs and the toilet upstairs and next to the master bedroom starts singing the song of its people and I need to fix that. Well, you know, there's going to be somebody listening to this show who is a plumber. It's going to call you up and let you know what's do, going on. That would be awesome, right? Yeah, that would be fantastic. Somebody would... with actually useful skills, Wally. <laughs> I know. If I could get a call back from a plumber, I would happily hire them to come <laughs> make my toilet not scream in the night when uh, when someone flushes the toilet. Yeah. yeah. So new stuff in the saxophone world. We're going to talk about some playing stuff, of course, but new mm. stuff. I, 
I maybe not have told you, so I'm putting you on the spot. Okay. But a question I get a lot, and I want your take on this. And okay. We'll, this is a continuing conversation. Um, people ask, and I'm sure you too, I'm ready to, to, to quit renting and I want to buy my first pro horn. Yeah. Or then it's the question, should I get an intermediate horn? And we have students that this is the, the heartbreaking thing because the parents yeah. like, oh, we found this one off Amazon and it's, oh, yeah. oh please don't. Yeah. Or like, how much do we need to spend on a pro horn? So if the yeah, student is, say they're the time. finishing middle school, going to high school or a serious high school player, they're, they're ready to, to turn in their rental instrument. Uh, and I think mm. first we can both agree, some of these rentals, these these entry-level Yamahas are, are pretty good. Yeah. There's no reason to run from these. Oh, yeah. If you've got like the, what is it? I don't know the new model numbers. It used to be the YAS uh, so 23. 23. Perfectly fine horn. The only yeah. thing is it does not have a high F sharp key. No. So a great point. Yeah, yeah. So if you've got a kind of advanced kid who needs to move up from that, I, I think the intermediate horns are okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing is, if you're going to go to school and major in saxophone, though, either as a music ed major or a performance major, right. you're going to need a pro horn. So if you think you're going to do that, don't get the intermediate horn. Just skip yeah. to the pro, take the plunge. Hey, I'm playing on the same horn I bought in 1995. And it is 2019. 1995, when grunge was huge. I guess. I don't know. It was. <laughs> I was a classical saxophone major. What do I know about anything? <laughs> well, I was too at that time, but I remember well, you're 1995. I, I was not. I was not. I tried to grow out a ponytail because that was hip back in the 90s because of the grunge. Okay, I take but it back. But my curly hair, I just looked like the greatest American hero with this giant blonde nice. afro. It was not nice. cool. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it was well, many years later. But I mean, the point is that horn is over 25 yeah. years old and or going on 25 years old. And it's fine. I yeah. don't ever plan to buy another horn and I I pound on the thing. I play it a lot. I get yeah. it looked at every year. And you, you've said up. that on a previous episode yeah. that when you buy a good saxophone, you've bought it for life. You bought it for life, more or less. I mean some yeah. people go through several, but you wouldn't you wouldn't have to if you take good care of it. I agree with it. I, I agree with yeah. that. So I here's my thinking. I don't really I know I'm not into intermediate horns. Understood. My feeling is if you want a better instrument, save a little money sell one of your younger children you don't really care about <laughs> and get the older kid um, a good saxophone. And so then it's, for me, it's it's what's the best entry level. There's the cannonballs, um, which vary widely in price. Yeah. Uh, because there's no minimum advertised price, map pricing as they call it on the internet. Huh. So these big companies, Yamaha, Selmer, they say, here's our saxophone. This is the minimum you can offer it online. Right. Or you can no longer be a dealer. And that keeps the mom and pop sh- stores in business. Yeah. So like our local music store can match the price of Woodwind Brasswind. It doesn't put them out of business. It's great. Cannibal doesn't sell online, so there's no map price to compare to. Oh, gosh. So I've had students quoted like slightly over 2,000. I've had students quoted at 3,500 for these these Big Bell series. So Uh, the price, it's hard to say what they cost. It depends on your music dealer. Yeah. Um, The quality is a little... Yeah, I've tried. I don't want to say anything negative about it, but if I had a student, I would push them toward a, a Yamaha or a right. Selmer. Or the the Yanagasawas have been. I've had good luck with those lately with some of my students. I so. kind I always forget about them because there's not yeah. a lot as many dealers. And so when I go into the local music store, because I always try to like you, we try to support local when we can. Absolutely. Um, and a lot, not many of our local dealers are are Yanagasawa dealers. Right. So, um, but anyway, so I took a very hard and long look at the new version of the Yamaha sixty two. Oh, saxophone. great. And that's kind of an old workhorse that came yeah. out in 1976 or 8, I don't remember. I bought one in high school. You that did? was my first pro horn was a was a YS62 way back in mm, 19 yeah. Oh, it was the 90s, not the 80s. Been, okay, I'll quit singing. No, it would uh-huh, have been 80. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, it okay. might have been 79. No, wait. I think it was at least 80 because okay. I was at least a sophomore. So it was in high a school. new Yeah, yeah, new 62. New, did it yeah. have the purple logo? 
Oh, yeah. And those are highly sought after now. On oh, eBay, they're the legendary. Bad. I sold it. The silkscreen <laughs> purple logo. And those are commanding uh, a hefty fee. And they're being. And well, like, it's a great horn. Uh, fantastic. Yeah. And they weren't like super quickly adopted by the jazz or classical communities. They were all no. kind of like, well, it's not a Selmer. It's not a Selmer. There was and still a lot of loyalty back then. Towards Dr. Selmer. Fred Hemke said that to me every lesson. Mm-hmm. So when are you going to get a Selmer? Right, 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 right. <laughs> but you know that YAS62 that I, my parents bought for me around 1980 probably cost about 1000 No, It's it's 3000 now. Yeah. Right at 3000 the, the the map pricing, the minimum advertised yeah. pricing online. Um, and I tr- went and tried it. I got it for more deal. music. I did a full video review, which I'll, I'll put in the show notes. I fell in love with it. Yeah. And now granted... My brought my pro horn, which is the one up from that for thirty five hundred dollars back in the nineties. Yeah. So the sixty two is now three thousand dollars. I still think it's a if you can save to that price point, yeah. I think it's a great horn. Yeah. Um, and I know you're a Selmer Arvis, so obviously you feel Selmers are the best saxophone on the planet. Otherwise, you wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, them. I you know if if you're going to go and be a saxophone performance major, I. I think you should go get a Selmer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you only have to a, do it once. <laughs> a retired dentist or doctor, which we have listeners. Yeah. That's absolutely spend. If you want the best horn, go get a Selmer. <laughs> That's no. Ar- <laughs> it's all right. There's I, great they, horns. They are Albert. great. Yeah. But, um, There's so many I, great horns. I, they are. I will say, though, for some families, and I, so in my head, I was thinking, okay, it's $3,000. That's a great price for this great horn. I yeah. think it is. The build quality is better than the Taiwanese made. Cannonball's gotten better and better by the year. I like them. Oh, yeah. They're, they're not bad and they fun. sound good. Yeah. And they got I, the two necks yeah. in the Big Bell series yeah. and they got like cool finishes, including the cough drop one that we like. But, and, you know, a lot of families in this day and age, and, you know, and as more and more families are going to be having student loans with their kids. Oh, God. Um, I'm thinking to the point now where I, I can, it's completely understandable if. $3,000 is your max budget and 1000 or $2,000 more is tough. Totally and I understandable. Get that. Yeah. So, so check out the video review and I think that, because this is a question I'm sure you get a lot too. Yeah. What's the first, what's the entry level pro horn I can afford and is good? And well, I got to say. if they're going for 3000 that's probably it. It's great. That's probably, yeah. the, that's probably the deal. You can look for a used Summer Series 2 or Series 3 It's another online. good choice, yeah. And, you know, because a lot of times people buy those and then it turns out, eh, you know, mm-hmm. I don't really want to play it that much or it's sitting in the closet collecting dust and they want to yeah. sell it. And the good thing is they probably paid, you know, five grand for it. It's used now, so they probably figure the most they can get for it is about 3000 which is probably true. And, and if you find one in good shape. In good shape, it's a great deal. It's a great deal. And like I said, it'll last you a lifetime. It'll last you a lifetime. Um, so if you're willing to look into used horns, you just kind of have to ding around and yeah. try some horns. But I think a used good Series 2, if you can find it for oh, around the theater great. mark, would be a great. Ent- and if you're not comfortable with the used market because you don't know if it's going to be good, yeah. uh, you don't have the resources to check out, you know, or you're worried about an overhaul, right? Um, then I think the 62... I fully endorse it. So this is the, yeah. the third version. Real quick, um, this is the the Mark Three or Series Three, yeah, sixty two. They added a new neck, and they call it the wait for it, sixty two neck. The sixty two. <laughs> well, it's funny because the originals <laughs> came with just a neck, and it had that kind of funny neck receivers, that kind of low one, oh, and yeah. you couldn't really interchange the necks. And I thought they were magnificent horns. Yeah. I played one. My tenor is that that model. I loved it. Then they came out with the Mark Two, uh, sixty two Yamaha, and they changed the neck. They added a G Series neck. Ah. I didn't like it anymore. It was a very quick response, very focused. It didn't have the warmth and sweetness that I that I really loved in those those early Yamas. This new one, just this is the summary review. It feels like the old ones, and so ah, I played it for. I have to try it. I, I would have. It's it's in our local music shop. I will. Go and huge it. thanks yeah. to More Music for letting me spend some time oh, with this. Yeah. Pop on down and try it and see if you think that it's a good choice for uh, the first pro horn. I kind of fell in very love. Cool. Yeah, but 
I'm also we also need to take a look at there's a new kid on the block for entry level pro What horns. is that? Eastman saxophone. Oh sure. Have you heard of Andreas Eastman? I have. And um I have a, a student who bought a Chateau brand tenor mm-hmm. last year and I think they paid something like fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. And it plays great. Chateau. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know. May, I think it's the same factory as P. Moriat. Uh, it's hard to tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot yeah, of. I'm not sure about there's all There's a this, lot yeah. in the, which I think is Taiwan, correct? Yeah. Yeah, where they produce a lot of really good saxophones. Yeah. Um, and then you can get your own stamp, your own finish, and whatever. And yeah. so the Chateau, yeah, Kurt Alteract out of Wilmington was selling those for a little while. Was he really? And, oh, I didn't uh, I know. I tried that. one of the yeah. Altos, and I was, I think it was like a little over $1,000. Yeah, this horn plays great. We'll see about longevity. So that's the thing with the cannonball. I have had students play those and new out of the box, they play fantastic. Mm -hmm. I don't want to piss off anybody who loves cannonball because, you know, they played great. And maybe it's my students or maybe it's just anecdotal. But, you know, a year or two later, stuff's falling off. They got to have a ton of repairs. Um, could be anecdotal, could happen to every, any yeah. horn. I mean, I've had a, 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 a guard pop off a Selmer too, so yeah, yeah, yeah. should never happen. That should never happen. Right. But yeah. it does happen. So, you know, <laughs> well, even anecdotally, I've tried, um, I kind of felt this is surprising to me, but I fell in love with, um, I, I tried a Raven that was a lo- at the local music store. More music oh. had this Raven is this jet black saxophone. Oh. Aesthetically it did not interest me, but I was just like, I wonder what this plays at because a student was asking me. So I right. tried it and I, I kind of fell in love. It, it had better intonation wow. than my Yamaha. Don't tell Yamaha. Oh, I know. Um, and it really had this beautiful, nice core sound, and I really liked it. And I thought, okay, well, I'm going to order one of these because I like it. I wouldn't mind having a backup horn. So I had them right. order another one. It was nothing like the first. Uh, the, it was in the, So this is a data point of, one, me. Yeah, but exactly. But they were highly yeah. inconsistent of the two that I got in. So yeah. that was a kind of a turnoff for me, and I, and yeah. I didn't like the new one that I ordered. So my student bought the gotcha. other one, loved yeah. it. I ordered one uh, to try and see if I wanted one to and buy it at least as a backup, if not my primary. And you didn't like it? No, it, it was, I don't know if it was damaged in shipping. There was no obvious damage, hmm. but it was not playing well. And I had the repair tech take a look at it and tweaked it a little bit. It was not the same. Interesting. Granted, that's just anecdotal uh, sure. data point of one, but yep. I haven't had that with the Yamaha. Um, the Yamahas seem extremely consistent. Yeah. I would have to say <clears throat> more consistent yeah. than the Summers. But of course, that's part of what attracts me to the I Summers. Know. Every single one is different. And you that's know? cool. It's your Selmer. Yeah. Mark's got a Series 2, you know, S80 Series 2. Um, alto saxophone that I use as a backup, bless his heart, <laughs> when mine's in yeah. the shop. He uses mine when his is in the shop, but his is in the shop less often than mine. Yeah. And it's not the same. I mean, I can practice on it and play on it. It's a gorgeous sure. horn, but it's it's brighter. It's more free-blowing. And Yours is a Series 3, correct? <clears throat> series 2. Series 2. I stuck with the Series 2. I never moved to the Series 3. Yeah. Oh, that's right, because you bought it back. Yeah, the Series 2. I bought it back in, yeah, back in the day. Yeah. And then the thing about the Series 3 is that the, the middle C-sharp is a whole different animal than the Series 2. Mm-hmm. And since I've learned all my repertoire with this, you know, fake fingering for... Instead of using open C sharp, I use, you know, third finger and octave right. key. So I just can't use that fingering on the series three. So I'm like, ah. And anyway, I'm cheap. I want to keep the <laughs> horn I have. So well, I love that. And I love that about summers. When you find one that you like and it's good, oh it's my God. yours. It's mine. And yeah. I will say the Yamaha's, it's, it's, what attracts me to the Yamaha is if I say like my horn was stolen or I dropped it and destroyed it, I'd buy another one. I'd be like, yep, yep, it's a Yamaha. Give and you I'm, a week and I'm happy. And you're, you're good. Yeah. yeah, not even that. Yep. So when I bought my 875EX, I ordered three. 
because I wanted to pick the best one. Oh, yeah. I was in the army. Uh, we didn't oh, have right. kids, so I had a yeah. little bit of extra cash. I ordered three, and it was a huge waste of shipping money. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't tell them apart. I was like, oh, they're oh, all... Oh, that's awesome, though. And it was good. I mean, they were yeah. slightly different, yeah, but I was yeah, like, yeah. this was a huge waste of shipping money and, re- <laughs> and restocking fees. But I really wanted to make sure I got the best one. The best one. Uh, if we're buying a summer, and it was it was just stupid. But anyway, yeah, so that's... fun. Um, okay. <laughs> used Series 2 Selmer is a great choice. Yeah, if you can same, find a good yeah. used one, which you can because people mm-hmm. move to the Series 3. They you do. Know, a lot of people yeah. did. And, I will, and are still, like you, I don't feel it's better. It's just different. It's just different. Yeah. yeah. And that's the way I feel about the 875EX and the 82Z Yamahas. Really? They're not better. They're just, just different. different. Better. I mean, they got fancier engraving and they have mother of pearl key touches. The 62 Ooh. is plastic. I didn't, oh, right. I didn't know. I didn't even notice until I read the spec sheet. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my fingers have... Why do my fingers sit on touches of lies? And <laughs> so, but I will say, so for beginning horn, Sumer the, Sumer the Cell Artist, <laughs> the. Sue the Selmer Artist will, of course, recommend um, a good series too is a great starting point. Selmer has a new entry pro horn. We'll take a look I at that. I haven't tried it. I gotta do it. Well, I'll get it. I'll get it in. Oh, you um, are the best. And I will. I will get you some time with it. Yeah, and then we'll do a full review of that as well. Yeah, and I'll come up with some dumb analogy. And make a do video you know what the price point review. on that one is? Right around the sixty-two, I believe, um, or closer to the Yamaha. So we'll take a look Yay, at that. Good. And I'll also good be taking a look at the Eastman fifty-second Street. Yes. Um, and then a YouTube commenter was like, "Hey, good review. What about the Yanagisawa dummy?" Um, because it's Japanese <laughs> well, and the same price. And I was like, I, I can't get my hands on one. Right. You probably have to special order it. Well, yeah, we'll or work on to... that. Doesn't, doesn't um, Summer also have a connection with the Anagasawa? Is that true or is that not true? I don't know. There's so much good stuff on uh, Netflix. Yeah, I will, I will, we'll check into this. Yeah, we'll yeah. contact we our area reps. <laughs> no, we will. I will check on the Yanagasawa. Yeah, yeah. I, and you know, a funny thing is I had a, a former student who found a used Kylevert. Kyle, oh, yeah. Kyle Worth? Kyle Verth? I don't know how to say it. Kyle Worth. Yeah. And he got a peach of a deal on this used thing. You like it? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Thing's heavy. It's a big, heavy horn, but it, it plays great. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's dust sturdy, to be sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to hold my talking. So next, um, there is a gentleman at, um, out of Salt Lake City, okay. Utah. Yeah. I've never been. I've never been either. Nice. I'll take yeah. it on people's word for it. That is making custom handmade wooden end plugs and the company is sax spy i love that name and they have uh and i think it started as an instagram account where people just send in pictures of their vintage horns their new horns and it, it he's a guy that is uh, Derek is his name and he's just in love with everything saxophone aesthetics that's so cool and has this huge following of and he's just this passionate love of everything saxophone and cool saxophone and good pictures of saxophones well he makes these handmade end plugs and they're called sax spy end plugs so i um he was kind enough to send in a couple for review and i've got with me two here number one is and they come in a, a huge variety of of woods they've got these uh, look really cool bloodwood wow. coco bolo uh i think just any kind of um, ebony wood any kind of wood you can imagine um you can make it and, and there's tiger wood which is gorgeous uh wasp looking tiger wood um <laughs> And Look at this. Grenadilla. This is so cool. And so the one I have in, and full disclosure, I bought it because I like it this much. It made me so happy. So I'm not shipping one back. I'm buying it. Awesome. And I bought the uh, Macassar Ebony Sex Supply Plug. But here's the thing. It has, and I'll put a picture and a link. I will do a review in a couple weeks. Um, it has a ring in the middle 
that <laughs> that glows. No that joke. That is very and, fun. And he will send you this little keychain that has like a little black light, and you can charge it, and it's like glow in the dark. It's luminous glow in the dark material. So you open up your case, take out your in plug. <laughs> this is so. You know, fun. get your instrument together, close your case, and then when you open your case back up, it is glowing and it, it is a high quality luminous material i don't remember the chemical compound is made of but it's almost identical to the kind of stuff that rolex uses on the hands of their watches this luminous charging material wow. okay probably also seiko but still <laughs> well, but also like but let's rolex. focus on rolex yeah. yeah yeah and 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 it glows and it is beautiful and it's sleek and and they're custom made to your saxophone so you you let him know um what's your saxophone and what kind of case you're using and then you measure it and he makes sure it fits your case. And I was going to ask, how are you sure it's going to fit in your case? But you just answered custom. that. I got to tell you. So say you have a significant other, could even be a, a, a son or daughter. Okay, Until the divorce goes through, <laughs> I do. Yeah. And they need a birthday present. Yes. Or a, well, that's a pretty expensive stocking stuffer. But say you can afford an expensive stocking stuffer. Yeah. This would be awesome. It is very cool. I think, and that was going to say, it's perfect <laughs> for a gift or like yeah. a little bit like, yeah, I finished my master's recital or I got into this school of music. I'm going to major in music because I'm making terrible life choices. I'm kidding. <laughs> Stop you know, it. it's a good gift to yourself or someone else. Yeah. Uh, and they start around well and the thing is you tend to bucks. lose these things so you could yeah. go buy a cheap plastic one to replace the plastic one you lost or you could go you know buy something fun and, then, and whimsical you only live once well hold on sue I, okay i haven't subscribed <laughs> to that i'm gonna try to freeze my head and live twice thank you very much um i'm seeing Good this luck with that on the website um saxby.com um bloodwood one for that starts at 60 dollars, and oh. i think it looks Gorgeous, and That's they go nice. all the way up. the uh, The one with the awesome glow ring was like a little over seventy dollars. I thought it was a great bargain. I'm having a blast with it, and I'm taking some glamour shots of it that I'll be putting up in a review video <laughs> later. Now, he also sent one other one for review, and it's called the Galaxy series. I'm very intrigued now, so, about this because one, you have good. You use words better, Wally. You have good <laughs> words. How would you describe the way this looks? Oh my goodness! So the top part that you would see sticking out of the horn. It's kind of sparkly, bluish, purplish, swirly. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. And it's like and then, translucent. Yeah, that is really cool, like outer space. And then you look in, you can see through it a little bit. It looks mm -hmm. like, are those mushrooms? No, <laughs> something growing in there. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, my, my, it's cool. my studio's not that dirty. <laughs> but the bottom part of it that you put in the horn is mostly like, it looks like cork almost, but yeah. some kind of wood that, oh, it's pretty. It is. And you can it's kind really of see pretty. it. It looks like a little galaxy inside. You're going to have to put a picture. Oh, I will absolutely put a picture. And I'm doing a full like video review. And they have a nice little, all of them seem to have a little mm -hmm. nice little cork ring that goes around, yep. that goes into the horn. And they, they have fits snugly. I only put it in there once because I want to keep them clean and looking nice for the Listen, review Listen, I'm video. telling you, saxophone players spend a lot more money than, than that on a lot less useful yeah. stuff. So <laughs> I'm glad you agree because I felt like, man. I think it's fun. Uh, I, know I mean, some, if you can afford it, that's yeah. fun. I know there's some players that are like, doesn't help the sound, man. No nope, point. It's I, not, it, I don't it, care. It might protect the horn a little better in the case, though. I'm probably uh, not, but. <laughs> oh, well, then you can make the argument it's that it's, it. it's an organic material, the cork and the wood, which is not quite as clean yeah. as, I don't care. I, I think oh, it is super on. cool. And this glow ring, as I've been lighting well, it up like an idiot every 30 <laughs> minutes, and like, <laughs> it glows. Well, hey, here's the thing. If it makes you happier to open up your saxophone case, yeah. 
hopefully you'll continue and take the horn out and put it in your mouth, but never mind. Yeah. Then it's a good thing. I think so. <laughs> I, this is, should be fun. It's fun. Saxophone should be fun. It's fun. And so and it also comes with this cool little sax spy, little like drawstring bag. That's cool. I you like could, the logo on the sticker. It's too. very cool. And he's a really easy guy to work with. Very quick Oh, that's response. good. Oh, great. Um, that's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, I'm a big fan. I am in, I'm buying this black one with the glow ring because I fell in love. Yeah. Um, but they're fantastic. A lot of options. And if there's a particular type of wood you love, contact him. Is it going to be your birthday soon or? Oh, it's Father's Day. You can tell Erica it's part of your Father's Day. No, I want her to give me something else. Oh, well, yeah, okay. yeah. never mind. This is, <laughs> I, want, I, want that, uh, I want that Rolex suit. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. last night we went to the 21 Pilots concert. Do you know yeah. that band? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really cool band. I understand young people like this type of music. Yeah, so our daughter, of course, who's a teenager, turned yeah. us on to it. But we really liked the band, so we went over there. Why did I bring this up? <laughs> oh, I brought this up because cause my husband says to me, oh, hey, so... Is this part of your birthday present? I said, no, this isn't my birthday present. We're all going. This is something, it's a family outing. That doesn't count as my right. birthday. I don't want to count against me. Right. It's <laughs> but a, by the way, it was an awesome concert. Oh, good. Fantastic. Is that a good time? Yes, and very okay. inspiring as a performer to think about the, the emotional arc of a really good concert of any genre and, oh, of music. Yeah. So it was really cool. The pacing and the, oh yeah, they had the crowd, I like crowd eating out of the palm of their hands. Oh, that's Palms really cool. of their hands. <laughs> it was Palmed. great. Palm. Yeah, anyway, yeah, let's go. We'll edit that in later. So <laughs> No, we won't. <laughs> um, Sex by, I'll put a link and a picture of these beauties in the, in the show yes. notes. Um, in the studio, to make you a better player, what did you want to talk about this week? About improving. Ooh, we were thinking about talking about, I think we were talking about Articulation, articulation and because, how to make it oh, better. Yeah, how to faster, make it better, stronger. Yes, maybe just better and faster, not stronger. That sounds well. Better. Okay, as with everything, Wally, the short answer is practice. No, that's no. There's got to be a hack. There's yeah. got to be a hack. There's okay. got to be a shortcut. There's got to be a shortcut. Yeah, I ain't got time for that. Sue. So, so there's this exercise, and you maybe know what it is. Because a, f- a friend and colleague of ours has this exercise going da 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 something like that. So it's some maybe you didn't have to do that at UNCG. Stop. <laughs> I'm still paying off my student loans. We will not name this school. <laughs> no, if they want to forgive okay. my student loan debt, we will plug the school. Until then, I didn't get my doctorate anywhere. Yeah, me either. Yeah. No, I paid mine off last year. Right, so so now now, you're gonna, but they didn't forgive it. I paid off. Yeah, yeah. I will not name, I will not give my school any credit. Anyway, so, you know, I, I do spend a lot of time well, did especially still do sometimes doing my scales in you know, two slurred, two tongued, and three slurred, tongued, one, or D. So I think the key is to make sure you don't clench up. So and keep it keep it very open and loose. And also I have had students who have trouble tonguing try to just go without the saxophone or anything in their mouth just to see if they could do it. And it's interesting. Usually they can't. Oh. Yeah, they can't even go da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. They just can't even do that because they're going so hard and so clenched that they can't go fast. So you have to relax without even the saxophone. Yeah, so you can sit there in the car and drive your family crazy just going da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I also find that if you make sure that you're supporting, like from your belly, diaphragm, whatever it is, just push from your belly, da-da-da-da. Air velocity helps a lot. Yeah, get some get some support behind that air and spin that air a little faster. That that little burst of air helps the tongue to not yeah. you know. So don't let your 
throat clench up, you know, keep that open and yeah. just let the air and go. air velocity and relaxation. I, the analogy I use, because I'm, I'm a moron, I have to think in terms of pictures and analogy and metaphor. That's helpful. Of, a, of the tongue like a windsock. With a lot of fast air, the, like the windsock, windsock yeah. ripples in the air very quickly. It's very light, it's very quick, and it yeah. needs strong wind to make that happen. So you're not hitting the reed very hard, and right, you're not just, thinking about stopping the read just a little right, interruption a little is all it takes the little flapping yeah 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 oh, so that you're making a lot of short burst sounds which I like because back in the day I was not a bright kid still not a bright adult but I would try <laughs> to improve my articulation by doing long stints I would try to tongue a full range scale all tongue yeah. notes and you start around the fifth beat just dragging completely clenching up yeah, yeah it just, just up, exhausted yeah. and then the progress slows to halt you get frustrated um yeah the key is to play as close to legato as you can mm-hmm. in, in terms of throat position and tongue position and air velocity. Yeah. It doesn't give you a lot of time to clench up. The, no. The two slurred two tongues. So I like that one a lot. And also a little burst of air from your belly, if you can think of it, on the beat. Right. So it's a little accent at the beginning of the slur. Is there like an exercise? So with you just do these, these short burst patterns with scales. Yeah. I I think, why not? Because then you double up learning your scales with the articulation work. Right. And also, you'll find that your scales are harder when you add articulation. Yes. So you learn your scales better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> scales. Who needs scales. them? Scales. I yeah, know. Yeah, I yeah. wish we didn't have to, but they're really good. Yeah. And so for any listeners out there, if you have a book that you particularly love to teach articulation, let me know. Or let yeah. us know. Send us yeah. a message because I'd be interested. Uh, I largely do articulation with, with scales and doing the patterns, slur two, tongue two, tongue two, slur two. Three and one, one and three, and then eventually, you know, the the tonguing all. I will say one full range scale, and my tongue's pretty much yeah. done if I articulate every note. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. And even then, even by the end, it's getting rough. Yeah, so. and you can work for speed. So get that metronome on. Try, you know, whatever articulation you want to do, but probably two slurred, two tongued is the most efficient for me. You'd be yeah. surprised how how that articulation helps you to be able to do da 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 da. da. Yeah. You know, why would that? I think it just helps you learn to tongue without clenching up and squeezing your throat or tensing up your throat or whatever you want to say. But also do practice without the saxophone. Just practice going da 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 da. Because if you can't do that, if you can't go da 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 with nothing in your mouth, how are you going to articulate with something in your mouth? Yeah. Same with double tongue. With the air velocity. There you go. Yeah. 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 And I think it almost is like when people need to get over. um, Have you ever known anyone with a focal dystonia? Oh, it's like a little muscle or nerve tick or twitch. I don't know because I'm not that kind of doctor. Yeah. I'll ask my wife. Okay, um, but it's where like you know they they have no issue with a twitch of the finger, but the minute they put their hand on a tuba or a violin, they will get a tremor or a tick. Oh, and it's all re- it's all context related. So it's not it's a psychological thing, I guess, as much as physiological. A phys- a physiological, yeah. yeah. Okay. And so to overcome that, they kind of change the, con- uh, the context of what they're doing. Okay. Uh, there's actually a prominent bass player I've seen videos of that he has to wear a special kind of glove when he plays the electric bass because he has a focal dystonia, but the, the gloves kind of get rid of it. It's really fascinating. Interesting, yeah. So I think like taking this accent away and just practicing relaxation and air out of context. Yeah, give it a try. Yeah. yeah, if you need to work on that, and give it a try. And if you ruin your playing... Uh, it's not right. Sue Fancher, care yes. of no. I can't. <laughs> and do remember, I think the little burst of air from your burst, belly, yeah. like on the beat, it may seem very musical. Even you're, so, I have a, a kid working on the last movement of Tableau. Oh yeah. So do a little burst of air, a little kind of air accent at, mm-hmm. on every beat, and that will help this not clench up. I think. Yeah. 
you know, give it a, give it a shot. Yeah. And don't play faster than you can. Oh, I know. Play well. What's the rest of that sentence? I don't know. Don't play. Play don't. not faster than thou can. <laughs> there you go. Play slower than thou can fast not playeth. Don't play badly. Yeah. That's, play slower. Well, now we have our t-shirts. Yeah. Okay. Don't, don't play. Or the Fred Hemke quote, can't you play any better than that? That is good. I'm going to, let's, it's a little sophisticated for me. Let's play gooder. Play gooder. Dr. Sue and Dr. Wally. We'll make there t-shirts. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So practice short, small bursts, lots of air. And practice outside of the context of the second one. And yeah. jazz kids, jazz kids, you cool cats out there, this is enormously helpful for learning oh, yeah. bebop articulation and oh, yeah. lightening up the tongue. And, yeah, and you got to do it. Absolutely. We have a CD we want to talk about. Yes. And right now I'm going to play a little. Go for it. This is our friend. I say our friend. We don't know her personally. <laughs> I don't know her personally. Alexa Tarantino. Yeah. Um, young player. Out she of New sounds York. great. She does. Finished up a master's out of July, Julius Yard. <laughs> I've never heard of the school, but she just finished a master's. Good. Okay, Juilliard. You know, she uh, must have studied with, with our friend Ron Blake. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. a friend. I never met My him. friend Ron Blake. Yeah, who I went do, to school with me at Northwestern. Yeah. Same freshman class. I'm, ju- I'm just a fan. I'm just a fan. He's I don't awesome. know him. Um, yeah, so she released a new album. I have the notes. I listened uh, to some of this this morning. Of winds yeah, of change. Winds of change. Off the Positone Records. Positone Records. Out of New York. Again. It is. And so yeah. she has played on a couple other albums released by Positone. And this is her, I believe, debut solo led. Just released. Yeah, just released. It's May brand new. 2019. Hot Woo-hoo. off the presses. If yeah. presses are hot. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know CD I presses. don't know anymore. Hot off the digital downloads. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, winds of Change. Uh, personnel, obviously, at Lux and Tarantino. Oh, my God. On Woodwinds. And we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Christian Sands on piano. Joe Martin on bass. Rudy Royston on drums. And see if this name rings a bell. Nick Fenzer on trombone. Oh, I saw that he was on there. Yeah, he was a trombonist from the last CD reviewed, and I right. the tracks he's on in this, I was just blown away. He's, right, yeah, they, 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 they play, play great together. Right. Oh my god, those thing. unisons are scary. Yeah, they are, and Woo. they both sound great. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about the compositions. I haven't had a chance to, to shoot an email. I was listening, and then right before we started recording, he's like. I don't know who. I assume she wrote these tunes. They're not standards. What I saw in the notes is some are her originals and some are arrangements of standards, but they okay. were, they're not standards that are like the standard standards. No, it's not like all. You, it's not like all the things you <laughs> all are. All the things or, you are. I was thinking yeah, of that yeah. same one. There's the only <laughs> my name funny I, Valentine. The only name that jumped like that. at me was Undercurrent, uh, and I was like, oh, I know that, but that's just an album name of uh, of Bill Evans and Jim Hall album. Okay, uh, but there's not actually a tune that I know of. But uh, I'm not a walking encyclopedia of jazz knowledge. Well, and I, there wasn't a tune called Winds of Change either on this one. No, was there? No, no, because this so is the feeling. This is about the winds of winds change. Winds of change, right? Winds of change, and things are changing. Things are changing in a very good yeah. way. Um, just released. Uh, what do you think? I think it's great. She sounds great. I really, really always like to listen to soprano yes. sax sound, and she sounds great. You know, she sounds a lot like. I hope she wouldn't be offended to hear this. Phil Woods oh, yeah, on yeah. that, uh, you know, the live from the showboat. How album. dare you, madam? How I dare know, you? I know, me to- I know. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Oh, you could do a lot worse than that soprano oh, I mean, sound. Yeah, it was <laughs> no, she sounds fantastic. Down, it's in downbeat, tune. Soprano player. sax yeah. in tune. Are that was you fantastic. <laughs> um, 
yeah, yeah. Um, Beautiful playing. The soprano playing on a couple of tracks. I believe Zingaro has, or Seesaw. Yeah. A couple of them have soprano, and she also plays. Seesaw, yeah, had soprano. Flute. Yeah. And it's nice, and it really started to make me hate myself, because not only is she great at the saxophone. <laughs> know, no fair. And like half my age, <laughs> she know. also plays flute really well, and her compositions yeah. are great. Um, I, this is unavailable on all the all the digital oh, yeah. platforms. If you, you have, just Google it. Yeah, yeah if you have a um, optical drive, also known as a CD player, buy it. <laughs> Su- support artists. Support this young well, woman. You can pay for it through Amazon. You can pay for That's it through true. iTunes. So you know, yeah, get some money in her hands if yeah. you can. Too much of that money goes into the hands of the record company. Those, but you know, those yeah. people—they're doing good work. He, the owner—I forgot the owner's name. I don't remember He's just either. Using but this, yeah. this passion for jazz and yeah, people together. so we got to support him too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the recording quality is great. Well, and and the whole band—oh my god, cast of thousands in this band. Yeah. Again. Yeah. No, I was really, really. Imp- I've enjoyed listening to this a lot. Fantastic. So go buy it. It's another great hit by Alex and Tarantino, and it's Yay. nice to see more women in not only the saxophone yeah. but in jazz. And she's super unpretentious. I saw some YouTube videos of her playing. She's just standing there playing the saxophone. There's not a lot of weird stuff. <laughs> oh, am I not supposed to do that? <laughs> Never mind. Uh, I, do, I wear clogs and a powdered wig when I play because well, I like to know, make it you, an, an you occasion. You gotta have your style, Wally. Yeah. That's all good. <laughs> yeah, if you can't play good, look good is, well, is my of philosophy. Of course, it's, or play loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Roxy music philosophy. Exactly. Oh, I, can't be good, I like Roxy loud. music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> Funny costumes and loud volume. Um, so there's an excellent... What do we got next? We are talking about, ah, Working Pro. The Working Pro. Working Pro. It's summer, so things are different. It's summer, What's, so things are different. Are you working? Well, I am working, but it's a it's a little slower pace, and I feel like I, I need to kick it up a notch because I've been a little lazy, but I, I kind of feel like it's been okay to indulge a little bit, but yeah. now I need to. I, I'm starting to actually itch to get back to work, so that's a good thing. That is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm realizing is it's the usual thing, Wally, when you are mostly self-booking gigs, mm-hmm. that last season was really busy. And so I was so busy just keeping up with what was on the books that I didn't do as much work as I should have yeah. to book ahead. So things always come in. I'm not worried. I'm going to have plenty with the handful of things I have already scheduled. I'm going to have plenty of work to yeah. do, you know, full recitals and things like that. Take a ton of work. You could have two of them in a year and mm-hmm. feel like it wasn't a terrible year, but it gives me time to think about recording because I haven't done a full length recording of any kind in a very long time. I think yeah. I was trying to think what the last one was, if it was, the CD of Stuart Saunders Smith music or the Red Clay CD. I can't remember what was the last like full CD that I did. I've done a little one piece here and there. Yeah, it's been 10 years since Ponder Nothing, at least. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know how I know that? So it's time. How do you know yeah, that? Yeah, because when I was... Oh, I can't say why. <laughs> I can't because it'll give away. Don't I'll, give it away. <laughs> a story for another time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, yeah. so you're thinking about... Um, yeah, I'm thinking about, you know, what repertoire would I really like to record? And it's not like, you know, I'm I'm old and ready to like retire or anything like that, but I'm getting old enough that I'm starting to think, hey, what music do I really want to like document or really yeah. don't want to put out there that I think people would like or that I like that I would want to listen to. Yeah. That's usually where I start. What would I honestly want to listen to? And when you ask that question, whoo, that gets tough. Yeah. <laughs> to be brutally honest. But the summer gives me some time to think about. So projects, like I said earlier, brainstorming repertoire, right. but starting to reach out to, um, 
some organizers and things like that and see what I can line up. But the summer for my kind of music isn't the best time to talk to organizers. Right. So I inevitably have these kind of really busy seasons because I set up so many things up and then I have plenty to do, but a slower season coming. And I'm kind of looking forward to that because it gives me a chance to sort of do some new things. Whereas otherwise right. it's just like, I don't have time to think about anything creative. I'm just trying to survive. It. I know. And that's, that's <laughs> problem. And that's actually, um, it's kind of a problem with, uh, that a lot of small businesses have. Yeah. And I think, um, mm, we should view ourselves as Sue incorporated, Wally incorporated, our own right. businesses that we have to be our own, uh, booking agent, our own manager, our own financial yeah. officer. We have to be our own marketing department. We have to be our own branding officer and we have to do all these things ourselves, which yeah. can be fun, but it's also daunting. And a lot of small businesses, when they start to get some success, they get really caught up in keeping their current customers happy yep. and they don't carve time to seek new projects research and development right. and seek out new clients and new ventures. And so what, I what think, can a person do? Maybe make a schedule for mm -hmm. themselves to remind themselves, okay, spend an hour. Just right. So <laughs> Friday for, from, you know, eight till 10 in the morning, you know, yeah. drop the kids off at school and I'm going to go sit in a coffee shop and I'm going to turn, put my phone in airplane mode. And for those two mm. hours, I'm going, well, not in airplane mode. I mean, you can't send any emails, but you know, for these two hours, right. I'm going to reach out to venues or I'm going to brainstorm venues or right. I'm going to send messages to my friends. Hey, what are some areas in, in your city that would be good for yeah. solar recitals in the fall? So you, you carve out that pocket of, book it. of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that's really helpful. I, I actually recommend the same thing to my, my career development students for networking because it's so easy to forget to stay in oh, touch and do yeah, those things. Oh, yeah, you get in your own bubble. So Absolutely. I have a, uh, for a long time, I had a Friday, my favorite coffee shop closed, Geeksboro. It was oh, awesome. Oh, I know, and I, was I miss that place But so every much. Friday, I would go an hour before I taught class, and I would not network, like, hey, buddy, how you, not like cheesy networking, yeah, yeah. but I would keep in, in touch. I would just use that hour to keep up with my friends, my contacts, my colleagues, yeah. check out my friends' projects. And, right. and that's all part of networking. So if they've released a CD or, you know, they just put up a live stream, I would spend that hour just engaging with my current network and yeah. catching up and maybe yeah. sending out um, informational interview requests, things like that. Yeah. So it's, it's that old adage where if you don't schedule it. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I had a, a Friday afternoon um, co-working appointment that I had with a friend here in Greensboro last year. It didn't happen every Friday, but it was really great because I wasn't home. I went, yeah. I went to her place and, you know, could set up with my laptop and I had my phone and everything, although I didn't make phone calls. I just did email, and but I worked on my website and I could do things like that. But it helped me to not be home yeah. and to have some place that I would go to. And that, right. that time I had to pursue projects that didn't involve being home. You know? Right. And I wasn't interrupted well, because by Well, you'll be at home stuff. working, thinking like, all right, I need to book some stuff for the fall. And you start working, the next thing you know, you hear the toilet singing upstairs. The toilet <laughs> singing the Sunday's people. Or you the laundry people. over to the yeah, next machine. Or you And my Samsung, I have, I have a new <laughs> Samsung washer dryer, because uh, I'm a fancy boy, uh, that sing the song of their people when they're done. Do, 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 oh, yeah, 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 do, yeah, do, yeah, exactly. And like, so like, yeah, you're right. I'm trying to get work done. I'm like, oh, I got to put the towels in the dryer. And then you'll yeah. do that and you go back to sound. All right, now I'm going to get in touch with my network and I then uh, my toilet's singing upstairs again. <laughs> but you know, it's hard work to sit there and really focus on a website or really focus yeah. on on uh, some of the networking stuff you have to do and, and career development stuff you have to do. For some people, it's super fun, but for some of us, it's work. And so if I have to do that, and I'm home, I'd be like, well, you know, I probably should do those dishes. Oh, I probably should sweep a yeah. floor. Oh, I probably should go see if the mail came. Oh, I probably should take the dog for a walk. Yeah. You know, and when air I was someplace else. Air filters else, have to be changed, though. Yes, they yeah. have to. You know, yeah. otherwise you can't breathe. Yeah. You're going to be sneezing. So it forced me to really spend two hours just working That's on brilliant. some list of stuff I took. 
with me. So, so you had like a, like a business yeah. buddy. I love that idea. Yeah, and then it's less lonely because I do get yeah. a little bit lonely working at home. One of my goals for um, the, the Saxophone Academy whole umbrella as a project is to eventually have a group, a private online Facebook group, where then we can help each other with these kind of things. Like, hey, oh, I'm, I want to get some marketing branding together. Give me some help. Give me some feedback and, and force. And so that way, in a week later, like, hey, Joe, I see you didn't What'd post you that. Do? You didn't get those press photos taken there, Joe. Where's that website, Kathy? Hmm, you know, check, it, check, check. Because that accountability is, <laughs> yes. is huge. Yes, indeed. Other yeah. thing you mentioned that I love is that summer gives you t- more time to think. Yeah. I've started venturing out into, um, how do you pronounce it? Nurture? Nurt? <laughs> the woods. The yeah. woods. So we have, where we live in beautiful Greensboro, North Carolina, yeah. we have watershed trails and these beautiful yeah. trails that are miles and miles and miles and miles that go around the lake. So you like, live in a great area to get on it's those. Nice. It's so beautiful. Yeah, I live very yeah. close to a lake, and occasionally I glance at it while I'm driving by. <laughs> Why well, I said I'm gonna get on nature and you know and start to get some exercise outside of my house now that it's warm. <laughs> and so I started hiking the trails. And at first, my initial thing was pop in some headphones and listen to an audiobook or listen to music. Ah, right. And I thought, like, okay, what if I go full throw, take out the headphones? Because apparently Thoreau didn't have a iPod. I don't I think. I know, it's weird, right? Yeah. How do you and survive? I don't know. <laughs> um, berries, I assume. Um, and just walk in nature. And I will tell you, yeah. around mile three, I started having really cool ideas. Mm, and then I yep. had the idea for all the promotional materials for, I'm going into the studio, not this coming, not this week, but next, oh my God, I got to practice. A week from today. Do you is, have to go? No. no. <laughs> A week from today is my first session in Gate City Studios. Wow. One of two session dates uh, that week. And I'll be recording a full album of Wally and the Sonnenots. And I was thinking like, all right, well, what is going to be my pitch to get people to crowdsource and fund this so I can actually pay the studio yeah. the money they earn, they deserve, yeah. and pay my players? And I, I, you know, if I break even in this day and age, I will be thrilled. Right. I'll no. be absolutely Unfortunately, over the moon. that's the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really want to earn enough to press on vinyl because I'm a vinyl nut. Oh, And I've fun. commissioned album art from a New York Times bestselling graphic novelist. Nice. Um, who I met in a coffee shop and he just cut me this killer deal and this amazing album art and I said, like, well, how do I get people excited about this? I was walking in nature, nothing on my mind, no earphones in yeah. and I just had like this fun idea. Yeah. And good. then I was thinking like, all right, well, how am I going to review this and then analogies for product reviews come into my head. So like that, taking time off and just yeah. relaxing in n- 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 <laughs> nature. Sometimes when I'm driving, mm-hmm. I will actually not put the radio on for the same reason that even yeah. though you do have to pay attention to all the people texting and driving, please don't do that. Oh. And yeah, not signaling. N- never not. We're not going there. <laughs> we already did. Sorry. Anyway, but instead of instead of listening to, you know, the radio or music or a, a book on tape or something like or that. Or a great podcast. Well, you should listen don't to the- Don't turn this off. You no, know, don't turn this off. Yeah. But sometimes it's nice to just be with your thoughts. Yes. Sometimes it's boring to just be with your thoughts. Then you should listen to the podcast. Then you listen to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. In the first two miles of my nature hike, I was like, oh, there's another frog. There's a lot of frogs out here. There's another frog. Oh, there's a cobweb. Yeah, nature's great. But this is a problem. No, a serious problem in our in our digital age is, is every time we stop at a stoplight, right? We all mm. pick up our phones and like look to see what's going on. And then, oh, whoops, I got to go. It's green. And we don't allow ourselves any time where we're not doing anything, I like agree. not looking at a screen, just just sit there. Could you be surprised, like the interesting things going on in your head, if you'll just get rid of the yeah. distractions? That is true. <laughs> I've actually stopped because every time I stop in the car, I have four eyes behind me watching me. <laughs> it's not a weird monster. It's oh, two children. Oh yeah, you don't want to set that example. And for that's them. the thing. So yeah, I, like, I found myself, um, yeah, my my um, to attention. We'll get to it later. But yeah, that being bored. 
is important. It's really important. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll rant against phones another time. Yeah. Okay. We got a we got a question, Sue. We mail got bag. a question. Hold on, okay. Pull, pull out the, Do we need the drum roll? The, the mailbag. Oh, 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 I'm getting okay. about the vintage mailbag and okay. and uh, okay, pulling out okay. The, the parchment. Um, okay. This, this is written. <laughs> cool. So um, this is from Lauren McMillan. Lauren. I don't know where she's from, but she sent him. A note. Hello. Well, hello to you, Lauren. I've been listening to your podcast a lot lately in hopes of learning a bit more about playing. I've only been playing for around eight months, and at the moment, I'm working towards getting to my high school's wind ensemble. Yes. Yay! I started band extremely late, and I first started playing in eighth grade, and I'm a freshman wow. now. So kind of new to the instrument. Uh, I have a fairly book, and I'm hoping to use for an audition, specifically number six and number 22. Fun choices. Yes. Uh, I have no idea which one those are. Uh, but I've also been told that there's going to be a sight reading excerpt, and I've been having a lot of anxiety about it. As someone who has not been playing for a long time, I don't think my sight reading ability is up to par. I'm wondering if there's any way to practice to get better at sight reading, um, being that I won't know the piece. I practice for an hour a day. Good for you. Yes. And I have lessons every week. Awesome. awesome. But I figured I would ask some others for advice. Love what you do. Thanks. Sincerely, Lauren McNamillan. First of all, I love her. Yes. Um, she sounds awesome. Yes. Eight months. She's been playing eight months, she said? Uh, yes. Playing and for she's playing months. Fairling? Yes. Dang. I'm, I'm guessing I'm maybe amazed. there's some, some piano or some there's, other. Yeah, some musical reading background at yeah. least there. Awesome. Yeah. And an hour a day, that's diligent. I mean, you to be playing great Fairling, progress. so that's awesome. And yeah. auditioning for band, great. So how do you get That's your great. students better at sight reading, Sue? Well, um, the, the <laughs> first Beatings. thing about, well, no, never yeah. much. Um, so <laughs> with sight reading, like anything, you get better at it by doing it as much as possible. Yeah. And what's funny is when I was studying in Bordeaux, we actually were required to take a sight reading class. Oh. Yeah, they had a class in sight reading. Now for, I don't know why exactly, but for all the Americans in the class, it was really, really easy for us. I think we do so much sight reading in band, mm -hmm. and they don't necessarily have band in their schools in, in France. Know, and we do yeah. so much sight reading in jazz big bands that we're yeah. all like, by the time you get out of high school and out of college, you're pretty good at sight reading. But the class was interesting. I mean, the guy would just put music up there and you would just... Work on sight reading. Again and it was again a, and like again. a private lesson, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was so, cool. But I think that, you know, you get better at sight reading, of course, by sight reading. But what, is, what does that mean? You know, getting better as a player will help too. And she sounds like she's already yeah. ready, pretty good. But, you know, practice. There are lots of books out there yes. for sight reading. I will put some links in the show notes. Another thing you can do is if you have a friend that plays flute... Uh -huh. This is great. You can get their beginning flute book or their etude flute book. Yeah. If it's not too advanced, the advanced ones will go too high. And you could just read their music. Obviously, it'd be a different pitch. Don't play along with yeah. your friend. Um, but play just, duets yeah. with somebody. But and here's a yes. That's oh duets. That'd yes, be yes, great. Yes. The who puts out that is it the Rubank. There's two volumes. The, yes, the Voxman Rubank uh, duets. duets. I'll put books. a link in the yeah, show notes. Volume one and volume getting two. Getting together friends and reading is fantastic. Yeah, just get that volume one and just read through the top line. Yeah, and you know, work on rhythm. Because I think a lot of people fall down in rhythm. My uh, teacher, when I was in grade school, had these uh, rhythm vocabulary books by Ed Sueta. Mm -hmm. And you could just practice tonguing on one note to work on rhythm. You I wouldn't have to worry I about have, fingers. What's the author again? Ed Sueta. Sueta. I brought them with me. Oh, I cool. Can show. I'll leave them with you. Rhythm vocabulary charts. Yeah. So I didn't realize they were still published some years ago. At least they were when I looked a few years ago. But yeah. my, my elementary school teacher used them with me. Oh, cool. So they're great. They're, they start really easy, like, duh, 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 duh. <laughs> you know, yeah, quarter yeah. notes or half notes and things like that. But, I mean... Would you would you agree that most people, when they start starting, they're getting tripped up by rhythm 
more than the notes. I think rhythm more than the notes, yeah. yeah. So, and, you know, the usual advice, of course, is look at your key signature and then look for accidentals. What's that? But, <laughs> you're so <Yeah>. silly. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I'm getting back into key signatures now, but yeah. But can I also, you're going you're gonna to have some good advice for her too, but can I also add yes. to remember that everybody else is nervous about sight reading too. So really in the end, you know, do work on it. But when you get there, just do your best. And if you mess up, that's pretty normal to mess up on your sight reading. Yeah. And yeah, the yeah, people yeah. who play perfectly on their sight reading are the minority. Yeah. And don't worry about that. Just do your best and don't worry about it. If you yeah. make a mistake, try to keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, I, I, this is, I agree with you hundred um, percent. one thing I would want to add is that when you practice your sight reading, practice with the conditions that will be similar to the actual audition. Oh, and I learned advice. a great tip from the army, uh, in army basic training, they had a saying, the drill sergeants would always say, Wally, where did you get those M&Ms? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you hide them in your canteen. But they'd also say, we train as we fight, we fight as we train. Meaning when uh. we, when you did training in the army, you did it under those conditions. So, they wouldn't just say, oh, and by the way, if you do this at night, it'll look like this. Or if you did this in a, in a pro mask, gas mask, it'll look like this. And when you're crawling under barbed wire in sand, where sand should not be, at night while wearing a gas mask and machine gun over your head, it'll, they oh. simulate that. Yeah. And so wow. it's not actual battle, obviously. Um, but you would train in the conditions. So here's what I'm going to say is set a timer. Oh, Find some music you've never seen before. Turn it over. Give yourself 30 seconds to look at it and recreate the conditions of the actual audition. Great idea. Um, because you you don't realize that if you're just kind of playing through and you may be taking a lot longer or not taking long enough to seriously look at it. Right. A lot of times people don't take yeah. advantage of that 30 seconds. I so have. I yeah. would get that, your, that friend's flute book or that etude book and turn it over, set a timer, flip it back. Look yeah. at it for 30 seconds, get the rhythm first, then look for any accidentals. Obviously, yeah. check your, your time signature and your key signature first. Scan yeah. for tricky rhythms, scan for accidentals. Uh, when the 30 seconds are up, play through it, and here is the kicker. Um, record yourself doing it, and then play mm. the recording back and check versus the actual thing. And, and then maybe play it a few more times to yeah. see, okay, how could I have done that better? Yeah, absolutely. You will get better if you just practice it. Don't avoid it because it's hard. Oh, I know. Don't avoid it. That's the easiest thing to say. Oh, I'm just no good at this, so forget it. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Everything can be learned. That's true. <laughs> well, maybe not plumbing. because. Uh, yeah. Well, no. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Lauren, thank you for the question. And just great by question. asking such a great question, um, and I'm horribly behind on ordering uh, uh, Sax Academy swag, but I, I swear <laughs> I have a couple things about to pull the trigger on, and I will send you something cool branded with the Saxophone Academy. Yay. And our other listeners that we've read questions will be getting it too. I'm horribly late, but I promise I have time now in the summer. We have one other bit of news. Yeah, what is a it? previous list. Well, we almost had an unpaid intern at the oh. Saxophone Academy to help with some of these things. Wow. Maybe, you know, make some phone calls on your behalf to book oh, yeah. gigs, do some editing, help with, uh, you know, things like that. And then our unpaid intern got into Brevard because it was for episode two. Michael K asked the question, how do you pursue a goal when you don't believe you have a chance of getting it? How do you stay motivated? So did he audition and get in? He did. Dun, dun, dun. And That's obviously so awesome. he has no one to thank. But us. Oh, yeah. Obviously, it was Obviously, all our doing. All no, our doing. <laughs> no, I mean, job, I, he may Bravo, have practiced. Michael. He may have worked hard. Oh, that. It was our advice <laughs> in episode two. Uh, obviously, it was what, what did it. Yeah, you can't so, win if you don't play, man. Oh, I love that. That's true. You miss 100% <laughs> of the shots you don't take. 
Michael Scott. That is so awesome. Oh, he's going to have a great time. I hope he's going. Um, Oh, yeah. It won't be as much fun as being an unpaid intern for the Saxophone Academy. Clearly. Clearly. But if you like sweeping (laughs) dust bunnies and fixing (laughs) screaming toilets, write me, Wally, at gatecitysax.com. And you too can. I'm kidding. So huge congrats (laughs) to him. Lauren, thanks for the question. And happy practicing summer, everyone. We will be back very soon. See ya. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.